This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance agencies provide individualized protection on more than 480 million acres of farmland. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The current year isn't over quite yet, but next year is already shaping up to be a busy one for the House Ag Committee. Committee Chair David Scott says he expects the panel to consider a compromise approach to livestock industry reforms and kick off farm bill hearings. And he's also optimistic about the consideration of the Growing Climate Solutions Act. I'm confident we're going to be able to move. I've already put motions in action to do that. Um, and now we got to, you know, do a few wrinkles. Um, um, but I do have some good feeling about it. That legislation has already passed the Senate. It would give USDA a framework to certify third-party verifiers of carbon sequestering practices. Scott says he wants to move the bill yet this year, but has had conversations with leadership about a January approach. Here's a situation, too, where there are various differences of opinion. But we're moving with that. We're going to, I think, uh, make some changes on it. But what is important is that I've let everybody know that we are going to move that bill. There's more from the Georgia Democrat and what he expects to see from House Ag in the new year in our Washington Week in Review on agripulse.com. The Department of Agriculture had its final report day of the year today and left previously set figures largely in place. Today's World Agriculture Supply and Demand Estimates report maintained carryover figures for corn and soybeans as well as anticipated prices for the two crops, but wheat was a different story. Allendale Inc. broker Mike Lung said there had been expected changes in wheat export figures for some time. With all the issues we were seeing in Russia with their export curbs, with uh, South America and their dry weather, with potential issues in the Australian wheat, we were at that point expecting to see some of that business work its way over to the U.S. side of things, which hasn't been showing up on our weekly export sales reports and really has had people question for a while, when are we going to see this? Because the USDA has been very reluctant to make any changes to our exports. He says he'll be watching for market movement that might originate from outside of agriculture. The biggest thing is going to be really what the managed money funds are doing. We've had a lot of market participation solely on the back of managed money funds, uh, intercommodity spreads and things along those lines where you're not seeing a lot of general public uh, movement into these markets. It's been more so I'm going to throw my grain in the bin, I'm going to lock the doors, I'm going to hold it open next year and not participate. You can read more about today's WASDI in our story on agripulse.com. Finally today, sign up for a key risk management program isn't the only dairy policy news from the Department of Agriculture this week. Zach Ducheneau is the administrator of USDA's Farm Service Agency. He says a dairy indemnity payment program change makes sense for the producer and the department. The change that we're making there is going to allow us to pay producers to take an animal out of production through depopulation as opposed to paying for contaminated milk for a period that was re result in a larger payment than just indemnifying the cow to start with. Oftentimes when, when we have contaminated milk, the length of time that we would have to pay for that contaminated milk would 
makes it less cost effective than just indemnifying the producer for the cow and letting them have a fresh start. Producers near areas with water quality issues due to contamination have long pushed for the change. USDA also made some program tweaks this year to cover livestock feed transportation costs. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by America's crop insurance industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net, providing individualized protection on more than 480 million acres of farmland. Crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.